When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good Risings, I'm Colin Bedell. Today's Wednesday, June 22nd, and this is The Rising Sign. So, the most important transit that I want to talk to you about today is my mother's birthday. (laughs) So she's probably Good Rising's biggest fan. I'm telling you right now, she's listened to every single episode since it's launched. She knows more about the podcast than I do which is a problem because I don't want to hear my own voice. So thankfully my mother has any desire to do that. And we, I appreciate how thoughtful and engaged she is into this podcast. So if you feel moved today to just send my mother some good birthday energy, she is textbook cancer, you know, cancer, the mother, and uh, it would mean a lot to me. And I'm sure it would mean a lot to her. And uh, I love you, mom. I'll call you later, but first let me get to work. Okay. So today's transit that I want to situate is Venus in Gemini, which begins at 8.34 p.m. Eastern, 5.34 p.m. Pacific, and it lasts until July 17th. So as we know, Venus is the planet that rules our relationships, our clarity of values, and also our context for financial sufficiency, right? So money, values, relationships. It's in Gemini the mutable air sign until July 17th. And so Gemini's approach to relationships, values, and finances is very cognitive. It's very curious. It's very flexible. It's an air sign. And so really when I think of Venus and Gemini, I think of the quote by one of the most famous Venus and Geminis, if not maybe the most famous Venus and Gemini. And it's an author named William Shakespeare. And he said, Love looks not with the eyes, but with the mind, and therefore is winged Cupid painted blind. I love that. Love looks not with the eyes, but with the mind, right? Gemini, the mind. How does your love look with the mind? And of course, maybe your love and your relational interests are looking a little bit more with the erotic, the physical, the sensual, the spiritual. We love that, right? And we encourage that all the time. And Venus is in Gemini until July 17th. So the focus here is on the mind, on the cognitive spaces. And what I would like you to do, and if my brother was listening, he'd make fun of me for this because this is what me and my twin sister do all the time. What I would like you to do is actually situate the role of open-ended questions in your relationships, okay? So what I mean by that is, in your romantic relationships, if love is looking with the mind, how often do you actually ask questions to your romantic partners, open-ended ones, 50% of the time, question mark, question mark, right? Because it has been researched and evidence-backed by the Gottman Institute that one of the cornerstones of sound relationships is something that the Gottmans call a love map. And a love map is the cognitive facility where we store important details about our lovers' lives, right? So their best friend, their best friend's struggles, my gosh, where they're at with work, where they're at with family, How do we, through our love map, develop a space to hold cognitive details and awareness about the people we love? And I think the most effective way to do that is through asking questions. And if any zodiac sign can ask the right question to live into the answer, it's Gemini. Forget it. 
we're always asking questions. <laughs> and thankfully, we are because we're getting to the bottom of things. And I really want you to ask yourself, when was the last time I asked a question to someone who I care about? And I'll be honest with you, don't be shocked if it was a long time ago because I think that the cultures we live in, and this is no fault of your own, this is the kind of you know, it's like the, the rain we're in, it really undervalues and kind of socializes curiosity out of us. And I also want you to think about when was the last time someone asked you a question that you were like, wow, I feel really known by this person. You know, they, they noticed I posted a picture of this somewhere and then they actually followed up and asked me at this event or at the space or on the conversation or in text, they actually thought to follow up with me, right? Like that's beautiful. Affirm that be that. And even Esther Perel has confirmed in a newsletter she gave about a year ago, she said that the quality of our uh, relationships are often determined by the quality of questions we're asking. So this is really, really important. And I really wanted you to understand why it's important, hopefully through this five-minute explanation, and then start applying it quickly. So if you need help on how to do that, P.S., I always recommend scroll through the last communication thread that you have with this person for reminders and cues that you want to bring to your interaction that warrant a follow-up. So if they mentioned that one of their family members wasn't feeling well, or if that they had an interview for a new job, or they were planning on going on a trip, bring that up and ask them and file cognitively through the text messages that, or the DMs or wherever you guys are communicating, what you need to ask in real time when you see them. So Hopefully that helps. Happy Venus and Gemini and happy birthday, mom. I'll talk to you later. Bye. So I'm Colin and you can find me at Queer Cosmos. Thank you so much for listening to Good Risings. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know by leaving a review because we love hearing from you. Have a great Monday, everyone. Bye. Good Risings is presented by Cavalry Audio.